now the Jedi are all but extinct. Vader was seduced by the dark side of the Force. The Force? The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of Force Time. My name is Travis, and today I have a special guest with me, Brandon Lee. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thanks, Travis. Great to be here. We have a really fun discussion planned where we're going to talk about Brandon's Star Wars fandom, about our mutual sadness over no Star Wars celebration this year, and about your incredible Star Wars collection. Today is Thursday, August 20th. It is about 5.30 p.m., There's rumors swirling all over the place about a possible Mandalorian Season 2 trailer. So what we talk about here about the Mandalorian might just be completely erased here in a couple hours, but we're going to go ahead and talk about it. Uh, Is there anything Season 2 Mandalorian that you are most looking forward to? You know, first of all, I just want to give you some props for putting a timestamp on the front yeah. of this episode um, <laughs> reminds me of the NPR politics podcast for any NPR politics podcast listeners out there. Uh, I think for me and the Mandalorian, I think I've mostly been trying to temper my expectations, particularly in terms of rumors and just not really, I'm just kind of blocking them out until, until I see until I see the show. And I think so much of the satisfaction of season one had to do with the reveals that I had not, that I had no idea were going to happen. So I'm trying to keep that same philosophy going into season two and just, you know what, all, all the noise, all the rumors, all the riffraff, I'm just blocking it out. Let's just go, go into it without knowing as little as you can. I will watch the trailer. I'm not on that level of spoiler free, but I think like I will watch the officially released stuff rather than kind of trying to take in rumors. A hundred percent. I'm right there with you. And luckily with all the rumors over the last six months, there's been so many that it's like, it doesn't matter at this point. Cause yeah. it's like every single thing you could think of is allegedly going to happen. <laughs> so, right. right. So it's exactly it's, you know, we'll, we'll take what we can get, but yeah, I just, honestly, I just, I just, you know, I'm ready for more baby Yoda. That's, um, <laughs> I'm ready. You know, that's, uh, that's, he's, he, he's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm the light of my there. life. Honestly. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I think the thing about the thing about the child in the lead up to season two for me is that, you know, this is, this is the child's first marketing season. Right. Like last year, last year you get the reveal and it's awesome. Everybody's in love with him and you can't, you can't like celebrate it. You can't hold him, (laughs) you know, but this year now you can, you know, now he's on, now he's on all sorts of shirts and in all sorts of different sized stuffed figures and all of that. Yes. He's on uh, cereal boxes. He's on, I bought a pack of, of like fruit gummies the other day and it's little frogs, but it has baby Yoda on the packaging. I was like, it's $3. I can't not get that, you know? And it's like little gummy frogs, but yeah, you see 
you see baby Yoda, the child everywhere. Perfect. That's it's perfect. Really, it's really good. But yeah, it's it's nice that we'll be able to the child should make an appearance at least in in this trailer. Hopefully no one else really. I don't really need a lot out of the trailer. You know, I just I just I, I'm ready to be surprised again and in all the best ways. So And and I'm also ready for the trailer to be I would say like 75% misdirection, I think, or, or kind of, um, you know, like the, the exciting shots that are taken out of context. Right. And I think that particularly like in a, in a post rise of Skywalker world, it's like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get answers from my trailers or dive too deep into them. Let me just take it at face value and and be sort of emotionally taken for for 60 seconds you know absolutely that's i i i definitely feel that especially after yeah last year in the in the lead up and um you know seeing that first trailer for rise of skywalker with ray jumping over the the uh kylo ren ship you know it's like what's going on there is, are they training? Are they doing this? And for this one, like for the Mandalorian, and it is a little bit more small scale, uh, which, which is, you know, helpful too. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of, I'm more laid back now. I, I, I don't want to say I got like totally burned last year, uh, but <laughs> I, I will say that, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm more laid back. My, I don't have very many expectations. You know, I have some things in my head that I'm like, Oh, that'd be cool if they do that. But I don't, kind of i've kind of scaled back on that a little bit in the, in the last year we'll do well reserve some for the foundlings as it should always be the foundlings are the future this is the way this is the way this is the way going back to your story your star wars story where does your star wars story start when did you become a fan how long have you been a fan in the star wars universe yeah so i think What's really been a trip is kind of listening to some of these uh, semi-recent episodes of the Blast Points podcast because they've they've recently hit on a couple of things that I realize now were very um, core to kind of my um, becoming a Star Wars fan. One is the Star Wars VHS tapes and my you know, I, I wanted the boxes where it's a half face, right? I, mm-hmm. They're in the store. I'm like, that's cool. I want it. And I might've been, I might've been seven or eight when those, when those came out. And, and my mom is like, no, your, your aunt has those videos at home. So I get like the dusty old CBS Fox videos mm. that I just watch over and over and over again. Right. And that's also around the same time that the uh, that the Power of the Force toy line comes out. So there's a new line of Star Wars toys that is in that is everywhere, right in Chicago, and and I want them all, right? I, yeah. I want them all, and yeah. and this actually leads it. It's right at the end of like the the interregnum period, right where. Yeah where there's not a lot of new Star Wars stuff, especially a lot, not a lot of new Star Wars stuff for kids. So new videos, new toys, um, Shadows of the Empire is about to come out and the special editions are about to come out. So it's just like one thing right after another to just keep me engaged with Star Wars 
basically all the way to 2005. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, it was a it was a really cool sort of uh, 10 year deep dive into uh, it, like into my fandom. And it started at kind of a really convenient place because it's also where Star Wars is coming back into the public consciousness, too. Absolutely. Those Blast Points episodes are so good. I just got done listening to the Power of the Force one and hearing at the very end, they had everyone like tell their stories Mm -hmm. about these figures. And it's like, I I never got into those figures. I I really didn't get into like Star Wars toys until episode one came out and I got a lot of those, but listening and, you know, you see the pictures of Buff Luke and Buff Leia and, you know, you're just like, what, what in the heck, (laughs) you know, what are those? Like, I never, I never like fully grasped, grasped it, but hearing everyone's stories on like, no, that's like, that's how nineties toys were in the first place. And they were just, you know, coming no. into yeah. times with the nineties, you know, like I had Ninja Turtles, those were my things. And, you know, mm-hmm. they were, yes. they were, yes, yes. they were buff too. And, but yeah, seeing those power of the force ones. So that's, that's awesome. I love hearing everyone's star Wars story. So that's such a cool. Introduction. Yeah. And I, I think if there's one, if like on, on the Luke part, it, it really looked like he wasn't wearing pants, like the, it, and it, it was a little weird. It was, it was weird to me as an eight-year-old, but you know what? I, what the hell? I'll just yeah. go along with it. Yeah. He's, he still could use the force and do all that. Yeah, stuff. exactly. Exactly. And if he's sitting, if he's sitting in the speeder, then it doesn't matter, you know? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, so when, uh, when Disney purchased Star Wars, they announced that the force awakens was going to come out. Did that kind of reinvigorate your fandom? I know for me, at least there was a, there was a gap where I was kind of away. I always loved star Wars, but I wasn't like it. And it wasn't, it didn't like consume, you know, consume my, my life. I didn't have a podcast in 2008 <laughs> about the clone wars, you know? Right. Uh, right. But once the force awakens came out, like I remember just dropping so much money on like the Darth Vader PS4 and uh, just all sorts of stuff before the movie came out and just like ready. And I was, I was all in. Was it kind of similar for you? You know, I think I was all in on the movies uh, once, once after the Disney purchase. So I, I was not a big clone Wars watcher during the period of during the post revenge of the Sith time. I mostly engaged with Star Wars through like uh, Star Wars nights at baseball games and through um, and through kind of like rewatching the movies here and there. I think, um, you know, after the Disney purchase was announced uh, and they said they were going to make new Star Wars movies, uh, that was my time to introduce it to my wife who had never seen star Wars before we, uh, before we got married. So that was, that was our time to kind of, to watch it together. Right. And so um, doing that probably, probably about a year before the force awakens came out, like it was, it it was a pretty good setup actually to kind of get, to get us both into it. And um, you know, and, and then, I would say that like this period after not necessarily after the force awakens, but maybe after rogue one is when I really did the deep dive again. You know, that's when I think that's, that's what really pulled me back. And then like the kind of 
la- I would say the like the last Jedi era of storytelling kind of like where you have where you have the last Jedi that's followed not too long after not too long by the the finale of Rebels and then which get which also leads into like Solo and Mandalorian and it's like Star Wars um there's just so much happening in this window that uh, I could just engage with a new thing every single month. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and that basically took us up to the rise of Skywalker. So yeah. it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it was a prolonged period of time where I was back re-engaged with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had a very similar, so I, I introduced my wife to star Wars too. And this was, so it was, it was right before we got engaged, but yeah, it was probably about that time, 2013, 2014, uh, no, actually, sorry. It would have been a couple of years before that, but anyways, it was the same thing. We sat there and she didn't know because at that time I wasn't super engaged with star Wars. So she mm-hmm. didn't quite know what she was getting into with me. <laughs> uh, so, so I showed her, we watched one through six and we did it that way. Cause I, I don't okay. know. I've always okay. been a one through six person, but oh, we watched, okay. we sat down, we watched it in one day and she was she'll never admit it still to this day, but she was in tears at the end, you know, Vader Luke taking his helmet (laughs) off. And she's like, all he wanted to do was, you know, he wanted to be uh, a good dad, you know, just all sorts of stuff with Anakin. And she was, she was into it. She'll, she'll still won't admit that to this day, but I love it. Very, very similar story story with, yeah, with, with me and my wife. And it's actually kind of the same way with me as far as once I started like deep diving, even when the movies came out, you know, I watched mm-hmm. the movies, I read a couple of the books, but last Jedi, when that came out, like it was over for me. I was in, I was, I, I joined Twitter and started fo- following, you know, finding star Wars friends and like all this stuff. And so I, from that moment in, it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm back in and, and like, this is happening, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And, is there like a, is there a particular piece of star Wars media that you and your wife like love together, right? Like where, where you are in agreement that, that you both love a thing. That is an interesting question because she doesn't, she she'll watch it when it's on with okay. me. Okay. Um, but we, so I've taken her, she's gone to all the movies with me and she's seen them multiple times and everything. And I will say that we will agree on certain things like from the minute the force awakens come out. Cause we've experienced the new trilogy together and rogue one mm-hmm. and solo. And so that is one thing that, you know, no matter what your past history with star Wars, like you still have that new trilogy. And so we did, you know, we went through the same thing together where after force awakens came out is like, at that moment, right when you get out of Force Awakens that first time, one of the questions that they, they set it up for is who's Ray? You know, like mm-hmm. who's who's your parents? Mm-hmm. And so like we kind of had our own theories about that. And then after The Last Jedi, we're like, whoa, like we were both like blown away and 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 the story like went unexpectedly for both of us, but we were both in. And so it was funny once we got to the Rise of Skywalker, we did have that those same reactions, even though I was like entrenched in it and she's just kind of a casual it was kind of the same reaction like really on a couple things you know and and so we kind of talked about that and i was like i I don't know i guess you know (laughs) a couple of things and going back to blast points you know they one of their reaction episodes was well that's a thing now you know like that's it is what it is and 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 that's a thing and so 
that's what it is, you know? And so, but I will say, you know, once we got to the rise of sky, it was kind of the same reaction where we were like, huh. And we both kind of talked about it in, in the same way. So that's, a, that's yeah. an interesting question. What about you? Yeah. Um, I think we did a deep dive into rebels and she loves rebels. Like it is probably, um, for for both of us, like I, I don't know if it's my favorite piece of Star Wars media because it is just because I have this prolonged history with the original trilogy, right? Uh, but for her, like it it is her favorite it is her favorite Star Wars thing, and and for me it and it is my favorite animated Star Wars thing, right? It's my favorite non movie Star Wars thing, probably. Yep. And so it was it was a great sort of experience to kind of to live it through together, you know, and to, and to binge it together and to like also use it as a jumping off point to talk about different parts of, um, you know, the star Wars universe, because rebels is so connected to, to everything. Right. And, uh, and it, there is an episode that shows how all of the events of the galaxy are interconnected. So yep. uh, it, so it's very much like, um, you know, you can view the history, you can view the whole story of star Wars through rebels. And that's part of what makes it so cool. And it, and it's also as much as I love clone wars, it doesn't feel as expansive as clone yeah. wars. It, the four season, the four season length is, is right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, I need to try that and see if, if she's never watched Rebels with me. Uh, mm. it, when it came out, it was always me and my daughter would go down to the basement and okay. get ice cream and watch it like live, <laughs> you know? And so that was my way to, you know, That's great though. That's yeah. awesome. So she, my daughter was really into it. Uh, but my wife would just be like, Oh, we'll be upstairs. You know, you, you, you go do your thing and you know, but I need to, I need to probably try that because uh, I, I agree. Rebels is, another podcast but sky talkers they talk about it's it's like a book you put it up on the shelf you, put it you bring the shelf. it out you right. watch it clone wars is kind of like eight books seven books you know or it's, it's like, eight books but but at least now it has the back cover to it you that know helps. that helps that definitely helps <laughs> yes instead of the end like flapping in the wind you know every yes. time you take it down <laughs> that's a that's a great call it's that when i went to watch clone wars because i was kind of the same way i didn't watch it live when it came out i'd watch it here and there and I, I had my certain favorite episodes but once it was on netflix and that's when i started but when i pulled it up and you know i was like oh wow yeah this is five it was five seasons at the time or six uh, the lost missions but it's like whoa this is this is a lot and then you and then you start watching the first season and then you're like wait this isn't in order either. Like what, what's going on? You know? <laughs> so it's so star Wars. Right? <laughs> yeah. It is. Even, didn't even come out in the right order. No, hundred percent. It, it, it's, it falls in line with, uh, yeah, a very, very star Wars thing. And so that's, yeah, that's, uh, I'm going to have to try the rebels with my wife. See if, cause it's, we're, we're due for a rewatch. I started rewatching it uh, about a month ago okay. and okay. uh, kind of took a pause on it, but I think it's, I think it's time to get back in. So that's, that's great though. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you, that's something you can share and that you both love and yeah. are into that's, and that's another thing I love about star Wars is there's just so many entry points. You don't have to, you don't even have to know the original trilogy to get into it. There's just so much, you know, there's, there's rebels, there's Mandalorian, you know, you can, you, eventually you're going to need to watch the original trilogy, but 
you know, it's it's interesting because I I think I don't think it matters where you go after the original trilogy, but I think I almost feel like the original trilogy. But okay, so I'm saying this and I'm rethinking it in my head because you because you watch one through six, you watch you watch episode order, yep. not release order. So I think about. Uh, what what does Filoni say? Filoni says that everything you need to know about the Force is right there in Episode Four, right? Is right there in, in um, Star Wars the motion picture, right? Yep. And I kind of think I think about Star Wars. At, I'm 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 committed to the story. I'm committed to release order, right? And my commitment to release order is such that I'm like. A halfway completist about things, right? So yeah. as I'm consuming what's new, I'm thinking about what just came out before it, and I'm thinking about what's going to come after. So I I feel like you know there there are things that are referenced in every piece of new Star Wars media that reference what immediately came before it, right? Regardless of where it exists on the timeline, right? Yeah. Like there re- there are references to there are references to the rise of Skywalker in, um, in the clone wars finale. Right. And so that is the type of, that is the type of thing where like, no, you don't have to catch it. Right. Like if it goes, if it goes over your head and you don't, and you don't hear it, you're, you're not losing anything. Right. But I feel like I gain a lot by knowing, (laughs) you know, and, uh, and, but at the same time, I think you're absolutely right that there are so many entry points and that you can you can hop in anywhere. I think I think there is a minimum of seeing the first three movies. Like I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's four, five, six. But at the same time, there is like this sort of degree to which they've permeated the popular culture, where like my wife doesn't have to have watched Star Wars to know that. Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father, right? Like, yeah, yep. You, you can know you can know the story of the original trilogy by watching The Simpsons, you know. So, like, yeah. you don't you don't actually have to. I right. guess you don't have to have watched it before to know that part of the story. So, I just talked myself out of it. You're right. <laughs> you can enter in anywhere. <laughs> it's no, I'm with you though. I think it's a little bit of both because because I I'm the same way. I'm a completionist. Like, I want to know every detail from beginning of when the story starts to the end. I want to know everything. I want every gap filled in. You know, I think there's certain questions and things that should never be answered and it should just be left up for interpretation. But I do, I I am the same way. And that's kind of how I, how I judge Star Wars too, is how, how seamlessly that it, you know, I don't want to be hit in the face with it that, Oh, Hey, remember when this happened in this movie or whatever? It's, it, yeah, I don't want to be, you know, like, sure. I don't want it right there, but if it's, if subtle, you know, you know, yeah, if you know, it, you know, yeah, that's exact hundred percent. And so that's, that's kind of how, like, I, I just got done uh, a couple weeks ago. I listened to the new Afra audiobook oh. and there was a couple times where it just it took me straight to the last jedi and it was mm-hmm. so subtle but so like and i think that speaks also to in in afra's set you know in the original trilogy timeline so i think it speaks to the last jedi too as far as like 
it, it takes me to the last Jedi before it takes me to a new hope, you know, where it's mm. like that, that kind of speaks to that. So mm-hmm. that there's a lot going on in what I just said, but I think that that's, I, I, so I agree with you on, on that point for sure is that it, it, it and I think it enhances your appreciation when you're yeah. watching something to know like what, what came before for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I also don't want to be a completist and you can, uh, you can take in as much or as little of it as you want and yeah. it's all good. You enjoy what you want. <laughs> Yes, that's that's what it's all about. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Do you have any, speaking of being, you know, completists and and wanting to know like every detail, do you have any favorite Star Wars headcanons? We had had an episode uh, a couple months ago with my friend Kara, who mm-hmm. we, we just talked about our favorite head cannons for mm-hmm. an hour. And do you have any favorite that, that pop out? Oh my God. Um, I think if there are head cannons that I have, they're mostly like, they involve this period. It's so the rise of Skywalker just came out. Right. So they're, they're going to maybe, I don't know. I think they're going to expand on that story for the next 10 years. Right. And kind of fill in the gaps and make it work. Right. And make it, make it make more sense than, yeah. than it did. Yeah. Um, I think if there is a head canon that I have, it's around the rise of Skywalker and it's, and it's the, it's basically like what happens between Leia and Ben after she projects herself to him. Right. Like you can't show it, you know, because you don't have Carrie Fisher and, and it's kind of replaced in the movie by uh, Ben talking to his memory of Han Solo. But I think there's, there's more to be said about what Leia says to Ben in that moment, right? Like, I think there's, I think there's a great one-shot comic to be made about about Leia talking to Ben in between the time that she projects herself and the time that she becomes one with the Force at the end of the movie, right? I think, I don't think she's completely gone, you know. Like they might think she like everybody around her thinks she's gone. There's no bringing her back. Right. But I think she's, she's there as part of the force in that time before, before truly becoming one with the force. So I think that is, that is like the, the thing that I think of a lot. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And that was a one that was hard for them. I know to try and figure out because and it makes me sad too, because thinking, you know, if Carrie was with us and they made it like how powerful that could have been too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do. And, you know, I think bringing Han back was a great choice. I oh had, yeah. Oh yeah. I had, I had no issue, but I, I think you're definitely onto something because yeah, she, she's there and her body's still there until the end, you know? And so I think there's a lot to be said between that connection. So I, I'd love to, you know, I'm kind of on the fence of, do I want to know exactly? Or is that something that should be left and mm. just kind of, you know, not touch? I I don't know. It's, there's a lot. And I think you're right that they're going to, I still think they're going to continue. Yeah. Not, there's going to be not, something. There's going to be yeah, something. 
I don't, I don't think they're going to, you know, Ray and Finn and Poe are just done. You know, I don't think they're just, Oh, well, that was a fun story. Like, see, uh, you know, <laughs> it was all about the Skywalkers and us new characters are gone. You know, it's like, no, right, I think there's, right. I think there's more and I think there's going to be some, but yeah, I love that. I have, I have a lot of uh, head cannons, cannons <laughs> around rise of Skywalker as well. So, and it's, it helps that it's fresh and it's, there. yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But that, yeah, but They'll, you know, it's kind of like how, um, you know, you in the in the entire period of time after after the prequel trilogy ended, right? And even to this day, they're still filling in the period of time between between um, you know the fall of the Republic and the destruction of the Death Star, right? Like yeah. they're finding new things to say, so you know, they're, they'll, they'll be building out the, the post nine era for, I don't know, 20 years. Yeah. It's that same era that you were talking about earlier between the VHS and the, you know, the power of the force through 2005, or it was like, you know, it felt nonstop then, but now it's like really nonstop. It's like, will this ever end? Or at this point, you know, I don't think it, I don't see an end in sight. There's just so much new stuff. There's that line in the uh, in the uh, in Weird Al's song Yoda, um, yeah. where uh, <laughs> uh, you'll be making these movies till the end of time, right? Yeah. And yep. Yep. yeah, it's it's true. There's there's a good Spaceballs joke in there too about the 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 quest for more money or whatever Spaceballs yes. do. So <laughs> I mean, you know, which I don't mind at all. Like just. Oh. Stories. I'll, you know what? You know. I'll watch it. I'll buy it. That's why yeah. they have fan conventions, so I could yeah. just walk around the floor and make ill-advised purchases. Exactly. That's that's what it's for. Speaking of, so we're a week. We'd be we'd be a week away from celebration, ah. and, and that's just a bummer. We both under we we understand. You know, I, it's obviously the right call, and I wouldn't have even felt comfortable going anyways. But uh, yeah, it's kind of sad. I was ready for it. Uh, my my last, I went to Chicago. I only was there for a day, but it's like the time of my life. Took my daughter. It was so fun. Uh, was Chicago? Was that your first celebration? Yeah, it was my first celebration, and I. Um, so I live in Chicago, and I figured like this was going to be by chance to do it, right? Like I'd never traveled for a convention before, yeah. so I just thought, you know what? It's coming to Chicago. I'm going to buy the the five day pass, right? It was, the convention was five days long. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'll buy the five day pass. It, the The Monday of the convention falls on my birthday. It'll be like my my present to myself for the weekend, right? And I just thought, you know what? It'll be my one time doing it. You know, like it's here. Let me go. Let, let me just do it. Yeah. And I enjoyed it so much that I was all in immediately to Anaheim. I was like, yeah. I'm. I'm I'm going. I'm going. Yeah. And like I think having Galaxy's Edge helps because you can build a trip to include uh to include Disneyland and the convention. So that you know, that was a motivating factor. Uh and but I, I was I was ready, man. I was ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was ready. Yeah. And like a week before the shutdown, a week before everything got shut down in March 
my friend who, uh, shout out to Sam, who may or may not be listening. Uh, awesome. he, he sends me, he sends me a text being like, Hey, prices are way air, airplane prices are way down everywhere. You should buy it now. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and, yep. uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I didn't cause you know, a week later, everything get a week later, the entire country gets shut down. Right. But, uh, at, at the time it, it seemed like a plausible thing. Yeah. I, I was, I was about probably a week or two before start things started getting shut down and being in Kansas city. It, so I was the same way with celebration Chicago where I was like, I can drive there. Yeah. Like, I'm not missing out. Unfortunately I had to work the, all the weekend, but I got to go for that one day for Monday and, and just, I was the same way. I was, I was ready to go to Anaheim when they announced it. I was like, let's do this. Like I'm, I'm in, you know? And so it was the same thing. And in March I had not, I was putting off getting, I had the celebration tickets and everything, but I didn't book my flight or my hotel just I'm last minute anyways, but it was the same thing. It was, you know, coronavirus had, it was here on the West coast, but it hadn't got to Kansas city. And, and my wife the whole time, she's a hundred times smarter than me. Like most women are, but she, she was like, what are we going to, you know, she was taking it seriously when it hit the United States. And I was still like, uh, we'll, we'll be fine. I'm sure it's not that big. You know, I, I just didn't know. I, I was, I was just, thinking yeah. it, I guess. but I was the same way where it, it was starting to get out bad out on the West coast. And then even a little bit on the East coast, but yeah. still being here, you didn't know anybody that had, you know, it was still, it felt far away. So far. So so I, far. I did. I purchased my flight tickets and they were like a hundred bucks or like 110 bucks for each ticket. And I was like, Oh, this, you know, I'm everything will get you better. And then like a week later, I was like, Oh, why did I, why the <laughs> I should have worked in my but it was, it was, it was so cheap. I was like, so yeah. I did, I have the credit, you know, to use for a, for a future flight now for but, a future flight for, for Anaheim 2022. That's right. Now I just got to save up and, you know, for those extra, extra $400 for oh the real tickets, real tickets. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you have a, so you were there in Chicago for all five days. Did you have, did anything was anything your most memorable part of celebration in Chicago? Oh my God. Well, I remember, ha- I remember having to, to attend to some work things during the, uh, during the episode nine panel, oh, <laughs> so yeah. that is that is an unfortunate memory. Um, I, I I had plenty of great ones. I had plenty of great ones too. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think um, watching the first watching the season two premiere of Resistance was incredible. Like the it just I loved Resistance. You know it it. I just have so much love in my heart for that show. And a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with the, the cast because they, they so clearly loved it too, you know, and they clearly loved being around each other and they had so much fun making the show. Right. And um, seeing them on stage and watching that dynamic was incredible. And then to go into the season two premiere, which it just made it, it made it hit different than watching yeah. on TV, right? And I think, um, you know, there was a lot of joy in that room. Uh, yeah. And uh, and I, you know, a lot of season two was was not like the easiest to to get through. Uh, but but in that moment, 
I could not have been higher on on resistance and the the final product too, right? Like, yeah, it's not just hype. It's not just hype because you get to watch the episode, you know? Yeah. You get to watch the episode. And the season two premiere was was incredible, right? Like yeah. that's that's yeah. Tam going all in. And it's like, damn, it's it it really like you you feel it and you experience it in in the room um i think that and uh i did the the bounty hunter scavenger hunt on saturday so me and my wife made a team and we uh and we you know tried to tried to do as as well as we could we didn't we didn't get like in the top finishers but we had a competitive score Okay, we had yeah. a comp- it was a competitive score. We didn't just we didn't just get the first clue and then give up. We yeah. we were competitive. Um and and then like uh I I hung out with the uh there was a Facebook group meetup for Star Wars Minute listeners and I think that is kind of one of the things that's one of the things that I wasn't as as deep as I am today into like Star Wars podcast world, you know? Like I think I would have I think I would have hung out more uh, or tried to hang out more with, uh, with like podcast meetups and stuff like that. But part of it is like me being a bit of an introvert and part of it is me not being as like, um, as connected to those circles at the time. But I mean, I've, I've been, the Star Wars men is probably like my longest going Star Wars podcast that I've listened to. So I felt, I felt like that was a, that was a solid meetup. And then, um, you know, like, or, and, like a lot of the folks from like the Star Wars Rep Matters panel. Yeah, yeah. That's like like I I there there wasn't a Book Wars pod uh recording there unfortunately, but I think a lot of the a lot of the folks who were part of putting that together like um I got more I got more into their projects afterwards than before. Yeah. So that that is that was one of the things that I was looking forward to with this celebration. Yeah, definitely. That's I'm, I'm kind of the same boat. And I, actually, the the Star Wars reps reps matters panel was like the one I was almost more bummed about missing out on that than I was mm-hmm. like any of the other ones because, like I said, I didn't get there till Monday. That one was on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but when they yeah. announced, I was like, oh, I I just I really wanted to be there because yeah, there's a lot of people that I had followed and just uh, you know, wanted to even say, Hey, thanks for what you're doing. And thanks for this panel. You know, I'm glad, um, that they were able to release that and got to listen to it and everything. But yeah, that's, it was, a. I I think I, I was really looking forward to Anaheim for the same reasons, you know, you meet a lot of people and it's the first time you meet them. So it's like, Oh, Hey, you know, I listen to your podcast. You're like, Hey, we always do on Twitter. You know, oh my and God. It's, it's, right? you know, there's a lot of people that I probably saw that I didn't even know because they don't have their face in their profile too. You know, it's oh like, my God. Oh, that's right. Crazy. That's right. Uh, and Oh my God. It's but, like, it's like, I see, I like, I, I see Charlotte and Caitlin like taking a selfie across the, across the convention floor. I'm like, what do I even like say yeah. hello? Is that like protocol? You know, right. like yeah. I, I, so I, I just opted no. Cause I miss their podcast yeah. too, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you yes, know, that was would it be different? Maybe it would be different this time, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, for sure. That's and that's another one. Yeah, I'm bummed I missed uh, their panel and their reaction because it was right after the nine one. But yeah, I there was there was so many. It was it was like every time I turned around, I saw another person I either like either followed or recognized or have interacted with and stuff. And so that was just so cool to just hey, how you doing? You know, just just catching up real quick with people. And yeah, ran into sky talkers, ran into blast points. Those guys are like eight feet tall. It's so cool, but they're like <laughs> the nicest guys ever. And the nicest you know, giants you'll ever meet. Yes, absolutely. They're, they're so cool. And yeah, it was, it was all luck too, you know, where it's, it's such a big place and there's so many people, but you just happen to keep running into people. It's yeah, it was, it was something I'll never forget. And yeah, I was, I'm ready for 2022 already. I'm ready for 2022. I, and I think one of the things, one of the things about 2022 that's going to make the convention a bit different for me is that I, you know, I stayed at home, right? So I'm commu- I'm commuting from like the north side of the city to downtown every day for the convention. And it's like, it's a different, it's a different feeling than to, than like to stay on convention grounds or, or in the hotel across the street. And, um, you know, it made it, it made it more difficult to, to get the, uh, like to get the, um, you know, convention exclusive, anything, (laughs) you know, it's all, it's all, it's all gone, but, uh, you know, doing, uh, doing it in Anaheim is gonna, it's going to be a little different and I'm looking forward to it. And I have two years to save up some money to buy stuff that's that's definitely the most important part is <laughs> yeah i wasn't i wasn't quite ready on that aspect no, to go this no, year so no. <laughs> uh, there's a little more time and did you did you have i want to say i saw did you have disney uh star wars night at disney pass i two? did i did i did uh, yeah so i'm roll i rolled those over yeah. Or yeah. I didn't, re- I didn't return them. So they'll roll over. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering, I, I should look at my email more often, but I, I did the same thing. I had those passes and I was like, uh, hopefully if I just don't do anything, it'll roll over and I'll be good to go. So, cause that was another thing where I saw a lot of people, like a lot of like mutuals on Twitter, a lot of people that I followed that were going to be there too. And I was like, that would be so cool to be in galaxy's edge. We were lucky enough to go last year uh, with my family. And it was, it was so cool. I could, uh, not done anything else at Disneyland. We did. Yeah, I like everything too, but it was, it was such a, such a cool experience. And we got there before rise of the resistance. So that's something. So you have a reason to go back. Exactly. Yes. So I want to say I planned it that way. And, and another thing I told my wife, I was like, well, we have to plan a return trip for that. And for a return trip, we're not going to spend as much money because we had to do, you know, we built lightsabers. Yep. We built a droid. Yep. We did all that stuff where it's like, did I don't everything. have to do that again. I've done it. I'd love to, cause it's such, it's such a cool experience, but yeah, it's glad we have, glad we have some time to get ready for that. Hopefully 2022 we're, we're safe and we're good. You yeah. know, yeah. cross my fingers, but I mean, yeah. I'm glad they gave it an extra year. I, I don't think, know how, I, I don't know how I'd feel about 2021. <laughs> yeah, things aren't looking great for 2021, to be honest. So yeah, I think I think that extra year and yeah, it's going to be the build up, and you know, I think everyone's excitement is is only going to get build for that. So yeah, can't wait. What is this? The Aki Aki Festival of the Ancestors. This celebration occurs only once every 42 years. Well, that's lucky. Lucky indeed. So you have one of the coolest star wars collections i follow a lot of people on social media who collect all sorts of things but 
you have a very unique one that I don't think I've seen. I'm sure there are other collectors uh, of what of what you collect, but Star Wars hats and hats in general. And you have some of the absolutely absolute coolest hats uh, that I've that I've seen. I, I didn't even know they made hats like this. You know, even being a Star Wars fan. Uh, yeah. When when and how did you get into collecting hats? Yeah. So I um. So I've been a baseball fan for as for a, a lot of my life, right? And um, and a Chicago sports fan going back to my youth. And so I'm I'm a big Cubs fan and I'm a big Bulls fan. And so in my time growing up uh, was when the Bulls were winning championships. <laughs> uh, and so um, what is the number one souvenir from the post game celebration? It is the hat. Right, it is the official championship hat. Um, and what do baseball players wear every single day? It is, it is the official on-field hat. Right, and and uh, New Era makes the baseball hats, and they have for forever. And so, um, when I was a kid growing up, um, I, I wanted the hats. Right, I wanted the I wanted the official locker room hat for the Bulls championships. I wanted a, a Cubs hat that looked like they. They were wearing it on the field when the Cubs, uh, you know, not very often, but when they made the playoffs when I was growing up, I wanted the hat, right? And so once I kind of became, once I got into adulthood, I think the, um, the uh, my, my fashion priority uh, went to hats. You know, a lot of people... Um, a lot of people might have an extensive collection of shoes. You know, a lot of people might have uh, assorted suits of different colors or, uh, or they might collect uh, player jerseys, right. Or throwbacks. Right. I, I look, I look at a, a throwback Jersey and I think, you know, that's like five hats. So, yeah. <laughs> so that, that ends up being my, that ends up being my priority in terms of um, like my, uh, my fashion obsession. Yeah. Yep. Nice. And you, okay. So you have, you have all sorts of, you have baseball hats, you have all sorts mm-hmm. of different hats. How many total hats do you have, you know, and, and then yeah. break it down even how many star Wars hats do you have? So I've, so um, I'm I'm coming up on 200. I, I did the count. I'm coming up on 200, and um, I've got about uh, about 30 Star Wars, um, which which is not like it doesn't it doesn't sound that impressive. But I think uh, it's it's that you know Star Wars are kind of like a smaller a smaller portion of the overall hat game. <laughs> so uh, if you think, if you think about like the number of Star Wars hats that get released in a year, it's um, it's usually less than the number of hats that get released of any single baseball team. So it's like um, there are fewer opportunities to accumulate a bunch of Star Wars hats. Right. Right. Understandable. Yeah. I, I, I know I uh, have been to a lot of, hat stores and yes there's always like a section you know but it's, it's the smaller one it's mostly the it's mostly the baseball and and everything what is what is your favorite star wars hat or or do you have more than one because i i keep seeing i keep going back to the darth maul one that you have yeah and yeah just you know a lot of these hats they have 
on the outside they just have the coolest design but then on the inside you flip it around and yeah it's just it's shiny it's got the horns like uh, yeah. that's that's it's just so cool to me so um I'll, I'll have to post these up on Instagram afterwards yeah. so that so that you can have a visual reference for this section. Uh, yeah. But the but the mall hat also has like an inner lining inside the crown with um, with a mall design on it. And same for uh, this BB-8 all over hat, which also has um, an all over design on, on the inside inside the crown in addition to the bb8 figure outside and also bb on the underbrim like it's probably it's probably one of uh you know one of these face hats uh that's my favorite um bb8 or bb8 or darth maul um i think one of the i love the um i love when there are team mashups and i can get them uh, a lot of times they they sell out kind of quick, but I have a I have a Cubs pair. Um, one is R two D two projecting the uh, the team logo on the front, and the other is Darth Vader kind of coming in to to do a force choke on the team logo. But yeah. these these put together are probably um, you know I, I love them a lot, and um, the other one would be this. Uh, this hat from Celebration, which hat each panel is a different uh, one of the first six uh, uh, movies. Yeah. On it. yeah, the the amount of detail is just so good. It is, it is, and I think that's kind of what makes them uh, like that. That's kind of what makes it makes it cool, you know. And I think that's kind of what what drives like the hat game <laughs> i'm using yeah. air quotes on the hat game right yeah. it's like it's these it's like these little details because like you know a lot of people will have the the team hat right and it's it's the most widely available um but what's what's going to differentiate your standard pittsburgh pirates hat from like one that you think is really special, right? Like it's going to be the 1960 world series patch, right? Or it's going to be this little, this little bit of flair, or it's going to be like your different colored underbrims, or it's going to be, um, or it's going to be like the, you know, these, these little details or these um, kind of hard to find patches that make, that make them unique. And I think for, for, as that relates to, to the star Wars hats, it's like, you know, every, every movie they, they'll release some. Right. And so, um, it's, it's kind of like, okay, what are you going to make for, for this movie? Right. Like what is, what is the, what is a unique thing? And they, they did drop and they did drop some for Mandalorian earlier this year. Although it's kind of in this weird period where it's kind of like still close to the end. They're probably closer to the end of season one than they were to the beginning of season two. So maybe they'll, maybe they'll kind of um, release some more. I don't know, but uh, you know, the, the child in a, in a pod, you know, was, was on one Um, uh, there. This one would match your, this one would match your shirt right yeah. now Travis, yeah. uh, with the, mm. with the Mandalorian symbol. I understand this is very compelling podcast content <laughs> <laughs> because there's no, because there's no vision, there's no visual to it. Uh, this one is really cool, uh, which, which has quill on it and it says, I have spoken. Um, so like there, 
they do release a new line of uh, usually snapback uh, and some fitted for um, for a new movie or for a new um, or for a new. Uh, I mean, Mandalorian is the first live action TV show, <laughs> so yeah, they yeah. they've done it for the first time for they've Mandalorian. Hundred percent of the live action one so far. Yeah, hundred percent of live action one so far, and and one of the things about. Um, one of the things about celebration is that this was going to be the 40th anniversary of empire strikes back. Right. And so presumably there was going to be a big panel. They would do a lot of merch and stuff. So they did a line of uh, empire strikes back anniversary hats, which are super cool. Come with a, um, come with like a, a hologram pin that says 40th anniversary of empire. And um, I'm sure, I'm sure they were waiting to drop these for the convention or I'm sure that uh, New Era was going to have uh, a very active table at the, a very active booth at the convention, where I most definitely would have waited in line as yeah. long as, as long as needed to, to purchase these. Absolutely. See, these are these are the leaks that I'm interested in. You know, they always have. <laughs> uh, like, I, I'm really into the Black Series figures, and so yeah, yeah. yeah. A leak comes out or a picture leaks, but now I'm just like thinking in my head. Like, what's going to be the next Mandalorian hat that comes out, you know, and like, what's, right. what's after that? Do you, right. do you get, are these, are most of these are all of them new era? Yeah. Yeah. Most, most, most of my hats are, are new era. There are some that are um, kind of not new era. There, there is another, there is another brand that makes, uh, that makes Star Wars hats. I don't actually, the one you're wearing right now, I don't think is a new era. Uh, but I think that is a, uh, I can tell by the brim. This is also compelling podcast content. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really say. It's probably just a Target hat or something. Yeah, yeah. See, so it's like, um, so you could you could get a Star Wars, you could get a Star Wars hat anywhere and you can, and you can rock it, you know, like that. It's, yeah. it's just like you, and you can, you can like wear the hell out of it and, and it's, and it's going to be super cool. Right. Um, and I think, and I think for me, it's like um, when when you wear things, you invite compliments, right? And so, yeah. um, so if some if someone notices my hat, like that just makes it that just makes it all the better. So I uh, uh, used to work for an organization that uh, focused on uh, civic engagement among Asian Americans, and uh, I had a friend who was watching a documentary on the history of Chinese voting rights, Chinese American voting rights in the United States. And um, they sent me a screen cap and it is me in the background wearing this BB-8 hat live, live tweeting a press conference. So it, it, it is something that, uh, (laughs) that will get noticed if, uh, if you do it enough. Yeah. Yes. There's no missing that. (laughs) That's, that's great. Um, there was so I saw you tweet right before we got on. Yeah, you know, I'm just scrolling through Twitter. I saw you tweet a picture. There was a hat with cargo shorts <laughs> with pockets on the side on the side of the hat, and you said you'd be all for that. So it got me thinking too. What Star Wars accessories should they start adding? Oh my outsides God. of these. I mean, I, a lightsaber is probably too long. You know that might stick out too much, but mm-hmm. uh, the Princess Leia buns. I'm sure there's Princess. Okay. Leia. Okay, but yeah, I saw those cargo shorts ones. I just I had to ask you about. 
about that? So the first, the first thing that comes to mind is Chopper. And uh, I oh, think yeah. I would love a, I would love a Chopper hat with, with little arms that comes out the sides. I have a, I have an R2D2 that is similar to this, that is similar to this BB-8 hat. And so I'm just putting an appeal out there to please, please, please make a chopper hat because like it, it, it will, it will complete my astromech trio here. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it is, it, it is just what I need in my life. I love it. Well, I'm, I, Disney normally does listen to my podcasts. So okay. Okay. Great. Great. I'm sure they heard you, you know, please make it happen. Please make it happen. I would love to see a chopper hat with the arms and yeah, that would be, <laughs> I, I do want to throw one out there. And um, this, this is one that came out in the run up to the last Jedi or not to last Jedi. It came out in the run up to the rise of Skywalker. And I wanted to show it to you because I, I wanted to, to get your thoughts on what this capital M means in like the scope of, of the rise of Skywalker. So they, they sought fit to release a hat with the, with the true Jedi symbol on it. Okay. So this is the true Jedi symbol with um, there. There's a snake and through the snake, there is a lightsaber behind the lightsaber is the, uh, Jedi, the Jedi symbol, and it says "True Jedi" across the top. I happen to love the the colors of this hat. the The blue kind of makes kind of really pops off the the brownish camel color, um, and the and the underbrim really sticks out. So I love the style of this hat. It's awesome. But I'm interested in your take, Travis, on on what Star on one star Wars releasing this hat in the first place and two, like, you know, really. And in particular, I think releasing something that, you know, was not explicit in the movie, right? Like uh, the, whatever, whatever they were planning to do with like the saying true Jedi. Yeah. Didn't make it through snakes made it through, right? Snakes made it through. There was definitely Uh, snake. But I don't know. You see, what do you what do you think? See? So it's really funny. I have not seen that on a hat. I do remember <laughs> that image. It was on. I can't remember if it was like on a sticker book or. I know that it was mm-hmm. on. It was. It was in a sticker book, and it was like one of the small stickers at the bottom. And it's like, huh, that's yeah. interesting. It's like that's going to be. And, and of course, with Star Wars, you just theorize about everything, yes. and you're like, yes. what does this mean? Why is there a snake? And I, I remember also there was. Uh, and I, it, it might've been a misprint or what, but I remember, do you remember the Poe Dameron shirt that said like Jedi warrior and it had similar, it, it was like, it was really weird. It was like, how did that, misprint? Uh, but I do remember seeing that and I immediately just, when I saw the snake, I thought of, and like I said, everything kind of makes me think of the last Jedi, but I thought of Ray saying murderous snake to Kylo Ren, right? Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. of the, there's a lot of snakes in Star yeah. Wars. Right? Yeah, yeah, Yoda, yeah. Uh, Dagobah and everything. But then I remember like two months after the rise of Skywalker came out and I saw that pop up again. And I was like, what was that all about? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That? So the, the lightsaber going like with the snake. What was that? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, you know, Ray brought the snake 
back to life or, or didn't bring him back to life, but helped heal the snake. She healed the snake. She and also healed the murderous snake from, from she healed two snakes in the right <laughs> Skywalker. She was, there was all sorts of healing, uh, but I, I don't know that it goes any deeper than that. <laughs> I wish that it did. And maybe someone out there can, can correct me, but d- do you have, do you have a take on? No, on- I, I, I don't necessarily have a take. I think like I hadn't looked at this hat for a minute. Right. And so, and so when I pulled it out today, I I'm just like, wow, that, that was a thing that we all thought about for a minute, for a little bit. Right. Cause I bought this, I bought this on the same day as, so I, I bought this hat on the same day as, um, as the same day that I bought this hat, um, which is Kylo Ren and two Sith troopers with a super cool red under brim. And um, I think, you know, this was when we all thought that Sith troopers were going to be all over this movie. So, so really like they've, they've approved these marketing items that end up not really having anything to do with, with the final movie that comes out. But I, I mean, you know, if if anything, <laughs> you know, in thirty years, it's a story to be like. I collect hats, and this is one of my favorite hats because it didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> that's that, that's right. And maybe in thir- and maybe in thirty years, we'll have the uh, the real story of the making of the Rise of Skywalker. And uh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's really what I want is I want all that stuff to come out. I want. I want to know everything about the sequel trilogy, how it was made, who knows what, <laughs> who has known or who knew what and everything. Yeah. Just, yeah. There's certain things that, yeah, just, I gotta know. And it, you gotta think eventually, eventually that'll come out. But yeah, I think I'm going to make the, uh, the true Jedi symbol, uh, the, the cover art for this episode. Yes. <laughs> All right. Can, can bring awareness <laughs> to the true Jedi. Yes. Bring awareness to, to the true Jedi symbol. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, that is bizarre. That's awesome that you had that though. That is, it's definitely a collector's item and it, <laughs> yeah. it kind of wants me to make, or it makes me want to go look and see if there's any available for purchase. There are, there are, I'll that. send you the link. I'll send oh, you the perfect. link. Yeah, that's, that's going to be uh, pretty close on my list of things to purchase. <laughs> that's you're talking about conversation starters with star Wars fans. or just mm-hmm. people that know. That's one where it's like, what is that? You know, especially if you don't, you're not super into it. Like, is that a true Jedi? Did you make that symbol? Like, what is that? Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, that's great. Well, Brandon, thanks for joining me today. This was a lot of fun. Can you tell the people where they can find you so they can follow you and all your uh, hat adventures online? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, You can follow me uh, on Twitter at Blee Internets, B-L-E-E Internets with an S at the end. And then you could also follow my uh, Instagram. I have two Instagram accounts. One is Blee Internets. Again, the other is my hat account where you can see some of these hats and you will see some of these hats once the episode posts. Uh, that is at Blee Brims, B-L-E-E-B-R-I-M-S. Perfect. And I will post all that in the show notes. Definitely check that out. There's so many cool hats that you have. And I know that so many more that you're going to be posting on there. And uh, yeah, I just, I I saw you start posting those and I've, I've seen, we've been mutuals <laughs> on Twitter for a while. And so I've seen yeah. some- in there and i was like we gotta talk about these hats and yeah have to, have to. Uh, so i'll be looking forward to you know i guess uh boba fett wears cargo shorts so maybe we'll get a boba fett you know yo that's perfect 
Oh, yeah. We'll see. But yeah. Thanks again, Brandon, for joining me. And until next time, may the force be with you. Thank you.